Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are a podcast that is devoted to all things video games, and today we have a bonus round episode for you all where we will be breaking down the games that we consider to be the best ones over the last five years. That means we are covering a range from 2018 through 2022. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, I'm wondering if he's going to put Baldur's Gate 3 on his list, even though he just started (laughs) playing today. It's Josh. I have a whole 40 minutes into that game, Paul. And let me tell you, game of the year, baby. <laughs> Char- Lock it in. Character creator, just <laughs> top. <laughs> no, How I think hours did you put in into character creation? I, 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 not very much. The thing, the, the, I spent the most time on like the face tattoos because I made a drow elf and then I was going through all the different <laughs> colors and then I was like, I'm, I'm playing a rogue. So then I was like, Ooh, this skull mask, like the tattoos make it look like your face is a skull. But then I was like, I think I get really tired of that after a few hours of looking at that. So tough, tough choices. But all right. Well, we'll see if it pops up on the uh, top five games. <laughs> and then joining Josh and me, I'm curious to hear his list. I'm a little worried about his mental capacity because he's been working out in the Phoenix heat all day. Oh, I thought I didn't know where you were going with that one, man. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just worried about Ryan and heat stroke. <laughs> like Paul's bringing the heat early, man. Man, I, I'm oh, I feel so hurt already. I'm not a smart man. <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even given my games, and I'm already hurt. Yeah. It's not a dig on Ryan; it's a dig on our uh, stupid Phoenix Sun <laughs> out here. Yeah, I'm the dumb one that works out in it. I yeah. know. I All know. Right, yeah, Paul's got a point. So <laughs> yeah, we're just worried. Stay hydrated, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into our top five games here of the last five years, we do have two new Patreon supporters that we owe a thank you to. So we want to say thank you very much to. I don't know if we should. Uh, do you guys say Jwaf or do you say JWAF? I say in JWAF in my head. That's what I say in my head yeah. too. All right, I'm gonna stick with that. Thank you to JWAF and Matt178901. Both of them have signed up with rare status, so we want to say thank you very much. If you guys want to join the ranks like them, you can help our show while getting bonus episodes and other perks. You can go check all of that out at multiplayersquad.com. All right, so top five games of the last five years. We landed on this one yesterday. We've had a little bit of time to prep. Now, Ryan, I love episodes like this because you're still relatively new to the show. I think this is a great way for our listeners to find out what kind of gamer that you are. Do you like making top five lists like this or do you find it to be really difficult? 
<laughs> um, it, it's a little tricky. It's hard to kind of clear out the garbage, and and you know, I I'm a sucker for cinematics and different games, so I'll get sucked into pretty much anything. My wife always makes fun of me anytime I walk by the TV. I'll get sucked into any show that's on. So, <laughs> so uh, same with the game. So it's tough to to narrow everything down, but I think I got a pretty good list. Nice, Josh. I feel like you always struggle with oh, lists like this. I, whenever I was, Paul, I I was cussing you earlier to to your face, no less. <laughs> well, it, it was it was so great when you just posted out of nowhere, Paul. I hate you, and I was like, what did I do? And you're like. How am I supposed to pick my top five games? I'm like, this was your idea, Josh. Yeah, I forgot about that part, Paul. We're not You're supposed the to one tell who came people. up with this. <laughs> you did uh, it to yourself. Yeah, you agreed with me, though. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is tough, man. I, I had 13 games that I came up with, and then trying to narrow that list down to five was really hard. And then I kind of went, listen, you know, there's everybody knows. So, so to clarify, these would be games from 2018 to to this year. So, I mean, everybody knows. You know, there's the big ones, right? Like God of War, Red Dead Redemption Two, Elden Ring, and some of those. And I just went, do people really want to hear me talk about you know Elden Ring for the 15th time and how great that game was and stuff like that? So then, what I did is I kind of pivoted a little bit and I went. What are some games that were super memorable to me that I would put in that top five like arena, mm-hmm. especially for recommending to other people? You know, so I think that's that's where I went with this list. They're still easily in my top five, but I'm not. I I, I stayed away from the like the really big, just obvious heavy hitters too. I kind of did the same because I'm just banking on Ryan yeah. to bring up Red Dead Two, and <laughs> oh, I'm just baby. I decided to reserve an extra slot on my list, just hoping Ryan's going to bring it up. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt the same as you, Josh. I think most people out there can already guess a few that would be on my list. I did make my list of what I think are the five best crafted games yeah. that I think stand alone. But for the purpose of this, and I'll, and I'll read that at the end, but I kind of pivoted to like my five favorite experiences with gaming over the last five years. So... It's not so much necessarily the best game, but if our friend group played it for a long time and I had a blast, then something like that is more so what ended up making my list. So it's a little bit of nostalgia. It's a little bit of fun with others, whether it's family or friends. That's kind of what I leaned into. So when I think back like in 2018, what was I doing as a gamer and what were my favorite gaming experiences? Uh, what about you, Ryan? Did you just straight up say these are the five best games, or did you have any kind of twist on this? Kind of. I, I didn't really make a big twist. At first, I didn't truly understand what we were talking about, so I went through each year, and I looked through each game, and I'm like, <laughs> man, some of these years are bare. There's like yeah. nothing here, you know? And then and then I talked to you guys, and you're like, oh, no, no, it's it's over the last five years, six years. Your, your top five games. And I was like, oh, okay. That makes it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. At first so, you were trying to pull one from each yeah, year. Yeah, One from each year. And then, uh, yeah. you know, some years there'd be like three or four that were some of my favorite games. And then the other years there'd be absolutely nothing. I'm like, I don't even think I played a game. You didn't, this year. you didn't pick game of the year. It takes two, Ryan. Come on, man. <laughs> oh no, no. I just, I just left the one out. It's a hard choice, but I left that All one right. out. Oh, or game of the year. Death loop. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, don't even remind me of that. That was at my. That was one of my wall games. I think. Oh yeah. Was that twenty twenty <laughs> or twenty twenty one? 
what, like 2022, which, yeah, what, what I year think was it was, I think it was 2020. I think what? it released in 21. Did it? I, oh, I think so. I think so. Goodness. I think It Takes Two was 2020 and Deathloop was 21, but I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 22 was Elden Ring. Yeah, that's I'm pretty right, sure that's, that's right. the order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. So basically the way we're going to do this is I, I, I kind of told you guys, let's make our top five. Let's talk about them in no particular order, but maybe save just your number one for last. So that way we have you know something fun to look forward to a little bit later in the show. And then we'll just kind of go round robin. We'll pull up our five games, talk through them all, end the show. So I think that's the plan. Who wants the honors of going first? I am really curious to hear Ryan's list. And Ryan's trying to do the nose goes, but <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest. I have zero clue what Ryan is going to have on his list. My The only game I'm going to guess is Diablo 4. Just oh, because yeah, of recent bias, but I, I have no clue because he can't pick Metal Gear Solid because the the rule is it has to be within the last five years. This is yep. true. Yeah, Phantom Pain's too old. Okay, so in no particular order, aside from our number one game at the end, I'm gonna go with Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, oh love that okay, game, that dude. game, and again, no particular order. Um, but that's just the one I wanted to talk about first. Probably shows my uh, excitement for the game. I have never been so blown away by Dude. just like yes, like the calmness of a game, but also like the veracity and in, in in the the craziness of a samurai and all the stuff you can do. This game was it was it was I it blew me away. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved the PS4 version, the PS5, uh, you know, upgrade. It was it was absolutely beautiful. I get chill bumps like just listening yeah. to Ryan because it. <laughs> dude, yeah. you never played this, did you, Paul? I didn't play it, but I watched a lot of footage. Did you? And oh, it's man. wild that Ghost oh. of Tsushima and Red Dead Two were like last gen games and yeah. still look better than almost anything out there today. Ryan yep. Ryan hit the nail on the head. I played this on my PS4, and I remember I, I was super stoked for this game, and I remember thinking this is one of the most beautiful games that I've ever seen. And Ryan, you nailed it, where you go from this just calm, serene yeah. atmosphere almost with the flowing grass and just the beauty of the island to then just this insane <laughs> ferocity and death of like you just mowing through people and sneaking into forts and like enacting revenge and stuff like that. It's such a cool, just juxtaposition of like those two things. And they dude, they meld it so well. I freaking love that game, dude. Yeah. You go, you go, you go and sit, uh, by the lake and do haikus. Yeah. And then you go and just destroy a whole little yeah. village, you know, of of the bad, you know, the bad guys that are that are taking over the area and you just murk every single one of them. It's I had uh, that game is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I feel like it's the one biggest missing spot for all the PS4 games that I played. Somehow just never played Tsushima. So, yeah. I that's I think you would really enjoy it, Paul. The combat is really good, but not yeah overly done like it's not like you know uh like a crazy combat system it's it's pretty enjoyable and there's a good bit of stealth mechanics in it and stuff too yeah i love some good stealth mixed in with action all right love the pick ryan that's a great one uh we have some changes coming up to our deep dive uh selections here later this month that we're going to be announcing and maybe ghost of tsushima will show up at some point who knows Ooh. 
All right, moving on. How how about I go first, yeah. Josh? Let's we'll let we'll let you go last. That way we can save yours as the uh, final finale at the end. Ooh. All right. I don't know if you know this game, Ryan. I'm very curious to hear your reaction to this. <laughs> oh, I am going to bring up Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Oh, I know Bloodstained. Oh, that's a you know Bloodstained. Game. Yeah, yeah. I know okay. Because Ryan, you and I have very fond memories of staying up until the wee hours of the morning oh, yeah. playing castlevania symphony of the night that's why i know bloodstained yep yes because we both loved castlevania yeah so if anyone out there doesn't know it's actually kind of a neat story basically the guy who was in charge of castlevania left konami everyone kept begging him to make another game like castlevania symphony of the night and he went to kickstarter asking for five hundred thousand, and people love symphony of the night so much that they gave him almost $6 million instead. Like they met the goal in one day. Everyone was funneling money to him saying, yes, I just want more symphony of the night. So it's very much the spiritual successor. It came out in 2019. It features all the stuff you want from a good Metroidvania. You learn new powers over the course of the game, you know, go back to old areas. Now you can get access to new loot and new areas of the castle Lots of hidden corridors, secrets that you run across. I love Bloodstained. Did you ever play it though, Ryan, or are you just aware of it? Oh no, I played it. Yeah, my uh, I got a buddy Sean that I used to play Destiny with, and he kept hitting me up because he knew I liked Castlevania and that I had played it. And he's like, "Dude, you gotta play Bloodstained. You gotta play." And he kept hitting me up, and he was just relentless. And so finally, I played it, and I'm like, "Okay, you were right. This is <laughs> this is pretty freaking sweet." <laughs> You know, it's so funny because you and I played so many games together, and then when we entered adulthood, we mostly still connected through poker nights or like talking about movies and stuff, but you were playing so much Destiny, and you were all console, and I was all PC, and we didn't play games together for like six years, so I feel like... I have no idea what you played in the <laughs> mid to late 2010s, but I'm I'm really happy. I can't believe you and I have never talked about Bloodstained. No, it's yeah, me too, man. It's awesome. You got me to play that, Paul, without intending to, but you talked about it so much that I <laughs> yeah. remember I picked it up, and it's it's a great game, man. It's I, I didn't beat it. Big shocker, I know, but I played it. I played it a pretty good bit, and if you're for a Metroidvania, it, it is absolutely top notch. If not. I don't know that I want to say it's the best, but it's one of the best. I'll, I'll just close this uh, game out by reading one review that I saw on Steam that I know Ryan will enjoy. Konami, your words are as empty as your soul. <laughs> Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. <laughs> oh, Some good old Castlevania references there. Yep. All right, moving on to Josh. What you got first? Okay, so just so again, so people don't think I'm crazy. Again, I'm I tried to go beyond the mega mega games on this one and just kind of trusted that Ryan was going to bring these up. So, you know, when people are like, "Wait a minute, you're saying that game's better than this game?" and it's like, "No." And Paul, I love what you touched on because I think this really classifies a crafted experience, right? Mm-hmm. A finely crafted game. That to me it stood out with kind of a lot with, with a lot of these games that I picked. So I'm in, and again, in no particular order on this, I'm picking doom eternal. Now okay. people are going to hear doom and they're going to say, what? Like doom is one of the top five games, but I don't think they'll say that. I mean, I people love it. Yeah. I mean, they, they should love it because unless you just don't like shooters, right? I doom eternal is one of the most finely crafted video games 
that I have played in ages. What it sets out to do and what it does, it executes absolutely flawlessly. It is buttery smooth. The action is over-the-top incredible. The gunplay is phenomenal. The soundtrack is banging <laughs> in Doom Eternal. Doom's it's always the, got a good soundtrack. Dude, it's one of the most... We, you know, we, we, everybody's complaining about optimization and stuff like that nowadays. It's one of the most optimized games that it has been released in probably the last decade, to be honest. It's just such a fun, wild ride. And I know it's not one of those games that a lot of people think of when they think of what's one of the better games in the last five years, but it's like, I need to give it its due because they nailed everything about this game. Unless you just don't like fast paced shooters. If you don't totally get it, you're, you know, yeah, you're going to disagree a hundred percent on that. But if you like shooters and you've never played Doom Eternal, you're seriously missing out and you pick it, you can pick it up for dirt cheap now too. And it's just, it's so good, man. So I just, I had to put it out there saying this is honestly one of the best games in the last five years that I've played. It was also really fun in early quarantine where animal crossing and doom, <laughs> which could not be more different <laughs> were so, so popular at the same time. It's a little bit like what we have now with Barbie and Oppenheimer yeah. where you had like, you know, Killing demons with fast-paced action and the very quaint and peaceful Animal Crossing where, you know, you're just planting flowers and, and you know, designing a house. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back around to you here, Ryan. Let's see. What are you going to bring up next? Um, man. So out of this, again, not in order. Um, I'm going to go with Last of Us Part Two. I am a huge sucker for post-apocalyptic worlds. I will spend almost as much time as I am playing the game uh, just exploring the world. For whatever reason, I'm weird like that. I, I love to just look and then just wonder what it looked like when the people were living there, you know, even though it's totally fictional. It's a video game. Mm-hmm. I, I just will run. Well, I'll just, you know, rummage through, see if I can find any little hidden things and stuff like that. So, but that game, it was, you know, obviously a sequel to The Last of Us, one of my favorite games ever. It's in my top 10. So, uh, in the last five, six years, that's that's a banger for sure for me. All right, you want to hear something totally crazy, Ryan? I would love to. So we all put together our list of our top 10 games of all time. Uh We did an episode about it uh, when Michael was still one of the hosts of the show. And I've revamped my list since then. And I have The Last of Us Part 1 in my top 10, as do you. We both have it in there. I bought The Last of Us Part 2 the day it came out. And it sat shrink-wrapped. I never played it. And I sold it. Because Josh and I had just started this podcast, and I, I I went back to look at the release dates, and Josh and I were in the middle of playing Far Cry Five, A Way Out, Raft, and Minecraft Dungeons oh, that month, and we were so, <laughs> such all, all obviously first of all, better games, obviously, of course, really <laughs> underwhelming games in comparison. I've still never played The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, I, I want on. to so bad. I need oh, to play my it. Gosh. I feel Dude. like. 
Paul would the, love it. I've never played it. I, again, I know I'll love you know, it. I've I played eight hours of the first Last of Us. The I didn't first watch the, the series though. The first hour. You're the first yeah. hour of the first game or the second game. You'll love, dude. It's oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't even I know. know. I don't even want to say. I feel Paul. like that's like Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> with Paul, where it's like, dude, you yeah. have to play these games at some point. Dude, this is the craziest thing. We all probably experienced this looking at the list. I Josh sent a link to like the Polygon art, Polygon.com articles for like their top 50 games of every year. And yeah. I'm looking at the list being like, I played 30 of these 50 games and I still didn't play like games that they have rated in the top five or six. And it's crazy how many games we play, but you still have these giant blind spots just because, and, and back then in June of 2020, we were only covering multiplayer games. Yeah. So the last of us had to get set to the side and I just haven't had time to come back to it. So that one's still on my list of something I got to play to catch up on. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, and I know it too. All right. Well, it's time to hit a break, guys. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with more Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back. Ryan has shared two of his so far. Josh and I each one. Coming back around to me. Uh, all right. I almost put this game as my number one overall because other than Overwatch and PUBG, I think it's the game that I've played the most in the last five years. Um, but Overwatch and PUBG came out before 2018. So I'm, I, I'm going to say Apex Legends. Is absolutely in my it top five. It almost made my list. It, it is on my like long list, but it's not in my top five. But Paul, you and I played a lot of Apex Dude, together, Paul. <laughs> so much Apex. <laughs> it's such a well done game, man. Yeah, I I still say I've said it before on the show. For my money, well, but it's a free game. Uh, but for my time, I guess it's still the best battle royale out there. You know, we loved PUBG, we played Fortnite, we played Ring of Elysium, we played every Battle Royale we could get our hands on, and I think Apex Legends has just done it best. And the fact that we knew nothing about that game, just all of a sudden one day, Respawn and EA were like, hey, we're releasing this game, here's a look, and it's available right now, go download it. And every streamer who played Battle Royales, like, you know, Dr. Disrespect, Shroud, everybody immediately picked it up. It took the world by storm, and I don't know if we're ever going to experience something like that. Like Apex is still in the top five of concurrent users on Steam every day. It's always up there, and that's a game we knew nothing about. That's so crazy to think about. There was no buildup, no marketing whatsoever. Just shows you don't need to hype something if you have a good game. 
You know, yeah. I'm not really in the battle royale like sphere anymore. But if I was ever going to jump back in, Apex is the first game that I would I would install. Yeah, I love the pace. I love that it's 60 players, so you win a little bit more often the as opposed to like too. Warzone. Yeah, yeah, like like Warzone, you have 150. It's a lot harder to win. When we started Apex, Josh, there were eight characters to choose from do you know how many they have now oh there's a ton i i think i played like eight months ago and there was like 14 characters or something crazy hold on hold on hold on i've never played (laughs) i have no idea let me guess sure 18 you are much closer than josh and you're still way too short 24 characters. Oh my there are 24 (laughs) characters 24 now oh my goodness man jeez louise Crazy. The, the, the one yeah. downside to that is it's hard to jump back in because I, the last it time is. I did play, I got obliterated, man. Like there's these people that have not stopped playing Apex for the last <laughs> four years. And yeah, yeah you hop in then it's, it's like, oh, okay. I remember now why I uninstalled this game. Yeah. I'd say for a solid year and a half, that was my immediate go-to. If I had a break at work, it was Apex. When I was done for the night and I had time alone, it was Apex, and that's all I played. So I had to put that here on my list. It could have been number one, but instead I decided to keep it here in, in, in the bottom four instead. Nah, it deserves its place. <laughs> all right, Josh, what's your next game? Um, This one, I, I absolutely loved this game. It came out of nowhere. It was just wildly popular with our friend group. I, I could not wait to come home and play it. I played it as much as I possibly could. The experiences, the stories, all that. It's a game called Valheim. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'll be honest, man. I Valheim Solo, completely different experience. I would not put it up there. But if you have friends to play Valheim... It's almost it, trash. It, yeah, I mean, honestly, it is. It's funny because we have a few <laughs> listeners that have like, I played Valheim and I I mean, it's, it's a good game, but I don't get it. And then I'm like, did you play yeah. with friends? And they're like, no. And then I'm like, yeah... Dude, I it's 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 weird because it's almost in that like EverQuest like memory for me where the first time through and the memories and the wow and the exploration and realizing how big this world really is, it's just impressive, man. And I loved everything about it. I still recommend it to people that are like, "What's a good co-op type game that we can play?" And oddly for the graphics sucking, it's one of the most like beautifully atmospheric games out there, man. It's so hard to describe to people. (laughs) This is all you need to know. Okay. I only have 36 friends on Steam. All right. It's a pretty exclusive list. And honestly, about five of them are my friend's kids. So I'm looking right now and I see (laughs) Nate the Great playing Rocket League as we speak. It's our buddy Andy's son. All right. That's even half my list. Out of my 36... 17 of them own Valheim. Yeah. Like it's almost everyone that we game with was playing Valheim. We had 10 people on our private server that I had running on a computer that I use for work that's always turned on. So we hosted our own. I mean, the discovery of finding new items in that game was so fun because the crafting system, it was so incredible to like kill a a, a death skeeto or whatever they were called yeah. for the first time you loot one of their needles and then it just starts popping up you just learned all these new recipes and that was so much fun and i wish more games would do that that's one of my favorite memories was just killing a troll for the first time or killing one of the goblins and then getting new loot and just seeing all these new recipes stack up 
No level scaling. You didn't know what you were going to come across. A stupid mosquito wrecked our entire party. And then we spent <laughs> 30 minutes doing a corpse run. But it's like, that sounds terrible, but that's the stuff that like builds memories in video games with your friends. So Valheim for me, so simple. What was it? Like a team of three people or something that made it. Uh, you know, we actually yeah, I think went it's like back five. to it for a little while and we blew yeah. through it because we knew what to do. It wasn't nearly as good the second time around, but just that initial sense of discovery has carried Valheim for me for so long. And it's, 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 it's in my top five, man, just from that experience alone. The fun per dollar spent of oh, Valheim yeah. is like through the roof. It was like the best 20 bucks we ever spent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Coming back around to you, Ryan. What you got next? Hey, guys. Uh, good to be back part of the podcast there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After you're done talking about Valheim. Yep. Oh, Ryan, man. you would have loved Valheim. Knowing what I know he about you now, dude, especially yeah. with the little bit that we played Ark, you would have been over the moon with Valheim, dude. <laughs> Probably so, honestly. Like Ark, but 10 times better yeah. in almost every possible <laughs> yeah. way. Yes, that's my type <laughs> so, of game. Sorry, sorry Ark lovers. <laughs> <laughs> um, So with my pick, I'm going to have to go, I guess we'll... I was going to try to not do it, but I can't help myself. I'm going to go Diablo 4. <laughs> no. So, so nice. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just, the, aside from nostalgia, I had so much fun playing this game. I played it with some of our listeners. I played it with you guys. I played it with my brother. It was just one of those games where you could just hop on. Somebody was on. Hey, let's run a dungeon. Hey, let's go do this. Hey, do you need any missions? Hey, do you need any quests? It, it was one of those games where you could just get on and just play and have fun. And again, recency bias, it was 10 years or whatever between the two releases. But uh, I, I enjoyed it so much. I had so much fun playing. So um, the last uh, Diablo 3, I built a computer. Diablo 4, I built a computer. <laughs> it just keeps me going. So yeah, that's, that's going to be my pick. There's something to be said for games allowing you to just drop in and out of multiplayer and making it very, very easy because that was one of the best things is just, oh, so-and-so is on. I don't even need to hop on the mic. I can just join their game, start yep. wrecking stuff with them. You know, you follow <laughs> them around the dungeon. It's it's just like, it just works, man. And it's funny because I remember Paul having to set up a server for Valheim so we could play that. And it was a royal pain in the butt. It would crash half the time. We couldn't log on, blah, blah, blah. And then Diablo 4, like, I mean, they got so much of that game right, but that's one of the best things they did was just made it super easy and convenient to play with friends. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The only thing with Diablo is it's funny that if you asked me to rate Diablo at hour 5, hour 15, and hour 25, I would give you completely different answers for that yeah so i always think about this with our deep dives like whether or not you beat a game whether or not you play it for 15 hours or 25 hours it's almost like a very different experience the first 20 hours of diablo is like second to none loved every second of it and then it was just like i'm just not into the repetitive nature of the end game and i'm just kind of done and then all of a sudden it's like you almost like quickly forget the first 20 hours that were so good. And I probably kind of underrate it now because of that fantastic game. Some of the best cutscenes of all time, fun oh, combat. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing bad to say about it other than the end game just didn't work for me. 
did not to get off on a tangent, but if if they had just cut out the MMO endgame grind and just said, here is an experience and then you beat it and you're done and the end credits roll and it says, thanks for playing Diablo, right? Would would your opinion, because I feel the exact same way, you know, I mean, I, I said it's one of the games where I hit that wall hard, but it's like, would that, would your overall thinking of Diablo 4 be vastly different? Yes, but the people would riot. Well, you can't, yeah, you can't not a do that in Diablo, but I would love it. I was like holding my tongue right there. I was like, that's not a Diablo. I, I mean, ah! I get it, but I'm just saying it's because I'm with Paul in a little bit and then it soured my opinion of the game as a whole. And it's an incredible game as a whole with the exception of hitting that wall on it. So I just, it's weird how that can change how you look back at something. Same with like Final Fantasy 16, right? Yeah. 10 hours versus 20. Yeah. Vastly yeah, different thoughts. Yeah. yeah no, I, I just, just the other day, I, I had some time and I was going to get on and, and I played Dave the Diver instead yeah, of Diablo. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I got to see what this sushi business is all about, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm playing Dave the Diver instead of Diablo. So I get, I get the wall and I get the grind at the end, but that's what makes a Diablo game. It's grind true. makes Diablo. So, but I yeah. still, I love it. <laughs> good pick I, I still i can appreciate the pick for sure all right next one here on my list okay if i take any heat this is the one people are going to come at me for oh, but I'm, go. I'm gonna say it anyway so just let me explain after i say the name of it do you guys remember nintendo labo no wait was that These... the cardboard building where you build the cardboard boxes and stuff Sure is, Josh. That is exactly what it is. I see commercials. No, I've never played it. I just seen commercials (laughs) and then remember going like, okay, interesting concept. Yes. So I am specifically talking about the variety kit. There were multiple kits you could buy. That was the best one. The reason why I'm I'm bringing this one up is because my out, out of my five kids, my two boys are the perfect age when that came out. They were nine and seven. And so this is where you got a big old box that had basically like Lego instructions, but it's for all these cardboard cutouts and you could build them all together to make different peripherals for different mini games. So you could build like a fishing rod and then the Nintendo Switch would actually go inside a little holder and you had a fishing rod with a string and you would actually like use it to reel in fish. It had where you could create a piano where it had, I think it had like rubber bands and stuff that would like hold the keys up and you could like press them down and actually play songs on it i mean it had all these little mini projects like that and it was so much fun to go through that with my kids like they were so excited opening that box and having nintendo labo to work through and we're also kind of protective with our kids with screen time we always have limits but we kind of told them like this is more educational it's a physical project you work on and then you get to like interact with it in a technological way and so we just let them go to town with it and um, they had a blast. I had a blast doing it with them. I think my only big beef with that is we ended up with these like eight large cardboard things that we had nowhere to store. <laughs> and so it always like littered our little TV stand and inevitably people would step on them and they'd stop working. Right. And what is yeah. where is the game part of this? Like, I, I mean, I know it was a Nintendo thing and, and it was a physical thing you built. So how did it, like, I have zero clue how it incorporated the actual Nintendo part. So each one was a little bit different. So sometimes it had just like a little stand, kind of imagine like on a piano where you have a stand for piano music and you would just set the switch there and then it would interact in different ways. You could also build remote control cars. You could do two of them. And so you would actually attach like a Joy-Con to it 
and then you could actually control it with like another Joy-Con. So it was really neat in how some of the things were just purely physical, like driving an RC car, but then other ones, like there was a fishing mini game. I don't remember exactly how it would work, but you'd put the switch vertically and like a fishing hook would fall down and then you would have to like um, move your fishing pole, which had a Joy-Con inside it so it could get motion, but then you actually had to physically reel in your fish on a string connected to another Joy-Con. So they were very creative in how they used the Switch technology, uh, which is not great for displaying graphics, as we all know. But I always thought, as much as I hate motion-controlled stuff ever since the Wii came out, I hate that so much for normal gaming. But Labo found the right way to use that stuff in a way that I thought was really inventive. So that's a very fond memory of mine. I, I had to bring that one up. I love when games try to incorporate stuff in the real world. Like there's also Mario Kart yeah, where you can that. like put down the checkpoints. Yeah, yeah th- I think that stuff is really, really cool when it has like augmented reality stuff. All right, well, that's it for mine here. Josh, what do you have coming up? Uh, people have heard me mention this before, Paul. I'm going to need you to just zip it on this one um, because oh, this game is <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. It is one of the is. most memorable games that you can play. <laughs> um, it's a game called Outer Wilds. Uh, it is incredible. It, go do a Google search for most memorable games and you'll find forums and threads where undoubtedly a lot of people mention Outer Wilds. It's just it's an incredible mix of exploration, mystery, puzzle solving. It's got really good controls and mechanics in it. The spaceship's a little wonky, but once you learn to fly it, that kind of becomes its own little game in a game there because you have to land sometimes precariously and stuff like that. You explore these five planets. The planets are all vastly different. They've got just the sense of discovery in Outer Wilds and what you piece together as you play the game is there's no other game like it, honestly. If you like mysteries and like what is going on, what does this writing mean? What does this message mean? And then you find out, you know, four hours later. It reminds me of a movie like Memento, right? Like, I I mean, what a phenomenal movie that blew everybody's mind. Outer Wilds is like that. And you have to play it long enough to get that payoff because if you watch the first 30 minutes of Memento, you're going to say, this movie doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand. But if you play it all the way through, it, it almost like the payoff is there. And once it hits, it hits so unbelievably hard that it becomes one of the most memorable games that a lot of people have played. So if you haven't played it, I strongly recommend you play it. It's got a very, what I think is neat. And I get that for Paul, this totally put him off. And I, I understand that for some people it will, but it's got this really neat loop mechanic that adds this kind of sense of doom to the game because it resets every 22 minutes. But there's just or, or you fall into a black hole. And yeah, it or you fall sooner. into a black hole and it starts sooner. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yes, but dying, dying, you you have to die to progress the game. So dying or having the sun supernova is not a detriment in in in, a, in this really weird sort of way. And I get that you know if you're right in the middle of something and you're about to discover something and, and it supernovas and you got to go. Oh man, you can't wait to go back and then like figure out what you missed the time before, but. I, I'll quit ranting on it, but Outer Wilds is one of those games that I think deserves to be played by everybody. And, and it's just, if it hits, it's going to hit unbelievably hard. Oh, I know I'm in the small minority here. It's like 98% on Steam. Polygon had it as the best game of whatever year it came uh, out. It came out in 2019. Yep. Yeah, that's, as I said, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, 
Josh, you and I just have our alliance. I'm not going to yeah. speak ill about our wilds, and you're not going to speak ill of Stardew Valley. No, that's a, it's fine. The peace treaty. Two of is the highest on. rated games on Steam that somehow we both love one and hate the other. Yeah. So it it is what it is. I I almost compare Outer Wilds almost. Um, I, I like the Memento comparison. It's also a little bit like Lost, where there's just like artifacts and writings and weird things and mysteries. Yeah. And you slowly start to piece it together over time. It lands the plane a lot better than Lost. Yeah, uh, I was no pun say, except for the really uh, bad but- <laughs> endings in the last few seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on, I, hold on. Let me see yeah. here. It's been yeah. a long time. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And people really still yes. people <laughs> still play the lottery with it all the time. You'll see articles like twenty-seven people played the lost numbers in the lottery, and it's like oh people gosh. still <laughs> nerds. Yeah, Outer Wilds, that's a cheap game too. I think it's yeah, like you can pick it up 20 or less. The sequel uh, is super good too, by the way. The sequel came out, I think, a year and a half ago or something like that. Goes a little bit darker, but just like the original game. So if you played Outer Wilds and you haven't played the sequel, this is your reminder that it is well worth picking up. Very nice. All right, we've all got two games left to talk about. Ryan, you're up. All right. Well, since these guys are giving me all the juicy goodness, uh, I'm obviously going to take God of War yeah, 2018. Yeah, there it is. I was counting on you, <laughs> there's, Ryan. There's nothing else. Really, I'm so else. surprised. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so surprised. <laughs> okay. This game just absolutely was next level. It was, it was something that my, uh, even, okay, I'm a, I'm a really good dad, I swear. But my son, <laughs> he was two years old, and he sat with me almost the entire bit of that game. He didn't know what was going on, but I would yell boy to him, and he would respond, and that made me very happy. So <laughs> so, so to this day, I yell boy to him. Yeah. I think all you need to know is when Josh and I did a two-man God of War deep dive, it's our longest episode. Yeah, it's two yeah. hours with only the two of us. Yeah. And my very first question to Josh was, is this a perfect game? And we both said yes. Yeah. yes. Like there, there's not many games you can say that about. No. Yeah. I, I've 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 replayed many, many games. I'm a, like I said earlier, I'm a sucker for cinematics, but this one I I have probably played it through four or five times, completely start to finish. I, I have uh, uh, figurines and you know hanging on shelves. I these characters are just like a part of our family almost. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I this one is is definitely uh, near and dear to I guess my family's heart. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's a very 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 good game. I I I mean I'm gonna just echo that 100. percent It is my favorite game in the last five years, hands down. Um, I think it's honestly, to me, it's the best video game ever made. Um, in, in like in, in just how it puts everything together in that regard. Um, I loved absolutely everything about it. I had to play it very quickly the first time around, uh, cause I had borrowed a friend's PS4 to play it and I kind of had to blow through it. And then when it came out on PC, I really got to just take my time and do all the Valkyrie fights and really kind of try to get some of the special armor sets and just explore I cannot, I, I want, like, if you gave me the choice and said, Josh, do you want to go live in, in the nine realms? I, I would be like, yes, I do. Like, please let me go live on the Lake of the Nine. Like, I mean, like, it's You're just, probably getting murdered fast. Well, I mean, probably, but, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those things where it really 
is just ingrained in my brain about how much I actually love that game. Uh, I would pick Jotunheim. You can survive there because you're going to be very lonely alone out yeah, out there in the mountains. That's torture for me. So don't don't want to live in Helheim. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pass on that one. <laughs> I will say that some of my all time favorite emotional parts of gaming come from God of War. You know yeah. me. I love gameplay, but I'm a story guy first and foremost. If you have a great story, I can get by on bad mechanics. God of War, of course, gives you both. But um, spoiler alert, even though this game's five years, six years old, um, when when you fight Balder and are getting ready to kill him because he's going to kill Freya. Fre- yeah. And Freya oh is screaming at you. I got you, goosebumps, yeah. man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Freya is screaming for you to stop doing everything in her power. And you're like. I'm just trying to save your life and your son is a psychopath murderer and you kill Balder and Freya delivers that speech of I'm going to hunt you down. I don't remember all the words. I remember quoting it in our deep dive. I will rain down every agony, every violation imaginable upon you. I will parade your cold body from every corner of every realm and feed your soul to the vilest filth in hell that is my promise he saved your life he robbed me of everything and i'm like i love the complexity of this because she is a good moral character that loves her son knows that her son has gone astray, but still has that motherly instinct to protect, and it leads to the conflict between you and her. I really love when games dive into complex re- relationships like that, and that really stands out for me as like a, a real apex. And they and he and you feel bad for, for him too, because he had something done that he had no control over. You know, and yeah. now he can't he can't feel anything for his entirety of his being. You know, because of his mom, it was her yeah. fault. Yeah, it's, yeah. I can't think of a game where it's it's so brutal, but the like you said, the emotional impact of that game is it, it, it like it just lasts, like it resonates with you and sticks with you for years afterwards. Man, it's just to me, it's one of the, like the most perfect game experiences. So I, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it, Ryan, because I I gives me a chance to talk about a different game at that point too. But man, it <laughs> Thank is you really. Guys. If people just said. Best video game ever made. Go. It's God of War for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I would have put my money on you saying either that or EverQuest or Witcher 3. I feel like those you tend to bring up as like your top. Yeah. All right. My turn here. All right. I've got the top Steam review ready. And I'm going to ask you guys if you know what game this describes. I think you're going to know. It's the VR system seller. I recommend holding off on playing this until you've explored more of what VR has to offer because it's all downhill from here. Nothing else comes close. I literally wrote this game in when Ryan said God of War because I was going to bring it up, Paul. So the fact that you brought it up is even better. Half-Life Alex will ruin VR for you. It does. It's, I, and, it and really I know does. That's crazy, but it, it will absolutely ruin VR because I just saw an article I think it was yesterday where it said Half-Life Alex is still the best game in VR three years later, and it's not Absolutely. even close. Yeah. When we got our Quest 2, because I didn't have a Quest 2 when this game initially came out, 
Um, you had one, Josh, or maybe you had a, a, a different VR, yeah. but you always had VR. I had several friends who had VR. You know, Michael did, our buddy Andy. So I never bought one because I was like, well, they're so expensive. I can just play with you guys. And to me, it always seemed like more of a novelty, almost like 3D movies. See how when you watch a 3D movie and they start like yeah. pointing toward the screen and it's not natural. It's clearly just because it's a 3D movie. That's kind of like how I experienced VR. Like it's neat. It's fun to show people who have never done it. Um, here, make it look like you're on a bridge. Now I'm going to pretend to push you, you know, as a, as a prank. That stuff's all fine and great. Half-Life Alex actually uses VR to make the experience better and more immersive. I love every second of that game. I, I will say it is a two-edged sword. It makes other VR games unplayable. I remember playing Super Hot first. That was my very first VR game. And I'm like, this game's incredible. I'm like, it's okay, so maybe there's more to VR than I thought. Oh, Beat Saber? Yeah. Oh, you know I love DDR, and this is just DDR with my hands. This is great. <laughs> And then I play Half-Life Alex, and guess what? I can't play any of yeah. those other games. I strap them on and I'm like, it's just not worth the effort of wearing a headset. I'm gonna get the goofy band on my forehead for the next hour after playing. The only VR game that I still like playing other than Half-Life Alex is Demio. The, yeah. For me, those are the two that I will still fire up the quest two on. But dude, I mean, Half-Life Alex, I, I love the way they immerse you where you have to like pull your ammo packs out of your back. You have to physically load them into your gun. You with the med pen. Like the yeah, little you stab thing. yourself I, in the oh, stomach. Oh, and I yeah. stab the tar out of myself, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. get that you don't so have to, but pens. I do it like I'm yeah. injecting my heart, man. Every time I need to heal, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like an EpiPen of adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a couple of those oh crap moments in Half-Life Alex, And what's really funny is I remember going back to look at the footage on YouTube and it looks so stupid, but I don't know if you remember, there's a scene where um, you're, you're, you're calling in a train and the train derails yes. right oh, next yeah, to you. I know you. exactly what you're talking about. I remember seeing that in VR and feeling like I was in danger. Yeah. Like you, your body's <laughs> natural responses are this debris is going to hit you and you're going to get hurt. Like that's how you experience it. And then you watch it on YouTube and it's like, Oh, it's just a train that's like close to you. So it, you cannot do it justice unless you play it. But half-life Alex is one of those games. I'm not alone. It's a 98 on steam. Uh, it's absolutely great. Last review. I'll read. Here's what the person wrote. Feels like a ripoff. I purchased on sale. What a mistake. Should have paid full price when it was possible. <laughs> that's perfect. It's worth that's every great. penny. Honestly, it's I, we. I gave my dad because my dad started getting into VR. I gave him an old PC just so he could play Half Life Alex, and yeah. he's played through it three times now because he oh, likes it so awesome. much. And I mean, he's seventy, <laughs> but a seventy-year-old dude playing Half Life Alex and just having his mind blown over and over again is the perfect like explanation for what this game does how great would the gravity glove be in real life oh, by man. the way yeah be fantastic so i would good. love it so good <laughs> <laughs> all right well time to take our last break and we'll be right back another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, fellas, we got four last games to cover along with some honorable mentions. We are back to Josh. Uh, do you have anything to replace Half-Life Alex, or do you just want to take a pass? No, right. I'm going to replace it, but I'll go really quick because I don't want to run too long and I want to save some time for my, my actual last pick on this. I'm just going to bring it up. This is a very well-known top game, but Cyberpunk 2077, we've Ooh, talked about it yeah. on the show. I won't beat this this horse. This game has completely redeemed itself. The thing I love most about Cyberpunk is that it 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 tries and executes so many insanely good ideas. It's unlike any other video game out there, in my opinion. And I know that there's people that played it and said, I don't get it. But man, it, again, if, if, if you get it and this is your kind of game, it's going to catapult up into your upper echelon of games. The characters, Jackie Wells, you know, Johnny Silverhand, the missions, the heist mission that you go on, the gear, the driving around Night City. I mean, I, like, forget all the bugs, forget the terrible release. I know all that stuff. Cyberpunk 2077 is one of the best video games that I have played now that it's been fixed, you know? So if you're still bitter, let that go. Play this game. It's absolutely phenomenal. I can't think of very many video games like it, to be honest with you. So you're, I, I know we obviously know how Paul feels. So you're talking to me right now because I felt I, I had a lot of issues on, on launch and I had a lot of issues playing the game. I have a computer now that could blow this game out of the water and it can run max settings. Play it again. 80, 90, 100 it's frames completely a second. Different. Like I and I get that. And so like I I mean I and I even got pretty far in the game. Like I you know, I I did the heist, I jumped out of the the windows and you know, I had, you know, all the all the stuff that happened. I really want to get back into this game. Like I Do it. The, the way you guys have talked about it. It's made me really want to try it again, especially with, you know, the PC I have now to really get not only, you know, the game itself, but the graphics and everything that it, you know, entails. Like, I uh, I don't know. I'm excited. The more you guys talk about it and the more you guys bring it up, the more I want to get back in there. So you talking to those people. I am those people, so I'm yeah. I'm excited. I, yeah. I want to get in, dude. It getting the experience from start to finish without all of the distractions and bugs and what the heck is that and why is this game in the state that it's in is completely different. It's yeah. like watching like a favorite movie, but you have to get up and leave the movie theater like four or five different times. Like even though you know it's a good movie, you're not going to enjoy it the same way if you can just sit down. And enjoy it from start to finish. And that's what you can do with Cyberpunk now. And it is so good when you can do that. <laughs> and the parts that you haven't seen, I would argue, are the best parts of the game. Okay. The final two to three hours is absolutely incredible storytelling and gameplay. It really ramps up in the final moments. Uh, and it's also one of those games where you can make a lot of different choices. So the day I beat Cyberpunk... I immediately went back to old saves to see other playthroughs if I made other decisions. Uh, you've got 
a little bit of time before Phantom Liberty releases. So if you're interested in the expansion, Ryan, maybe maybe play through Cyberpunk here in the next (laughs) six weeks. All right, let's do it. I'm in. (laughs) It's so good. I love Cyberpunk. Sorry, Dave the Diver. (laughs) Also, really fun to play as a female V because Johnny will make comments like, your hormones are out of control. Like, I'm not used to this. So the fact that they even change little lines of dialogue like that is really, really cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and they have fixed some issues where if you just like turn around, police don't just immediately show up. Yeah. Like there it's were issues really like that back it. in the day. Yeah, it's been overworked quite a bit. All right, coming back to you, Ryan. We're 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 up to your number one now, right? Numero uno, ladies and gentlemen, get ready. So, like I said, since these guys are giving me all the juicy good stuff, I obviously have to go for the best game ever made, which is a very 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 thin line between God of War and this game. And mm-hmm. this game is Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm with you, Ryan. So I, good. I have never I I am a kid. I was I was born in 1988. Very, very far cry from the old Wild West. But I <laughs> since I can remember have been twirling a little six shooter, plastic or real or whatever. I <laughs> I, I this game did something to me mentally that I can't even explain. It was it was one of the most amazing games. Every time I just feel like I need to play something or I need to do something, I'm like, I want to go to the snow. And I go and I start Red yeah. Dead and I just end up in the Alps and I'm like, Arthur Morgan just drugging through the snow. Oh, man, why, why am I up in this snow, you know? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know, Dutch. Should we go up here? Have you ever walked by someone that you've never talked to and gone, howdy, mister? Uh, about 500 <laughs> times when I'm trying to get the good Arthur Morgan finish. Yeah. Just to pump up all those uh, morality points. Howdy, pa- howdy partner. It's, it's one of those things. Paul, Paul mentioned it the other day where he said he plays video games for escapism. And it is the absolute best escapism that you can possibly experience in a video yep. game. Hands down. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't love it quite as much as you two do because I'm a little bit more on the gameplay side of things. So I do edge it out with God of War, but I cannot deny what Red Dead Redemption 2 does. It does miles better than any other game out there. And it is that sense of like, I'm living in the Old West. I can behave like I want to behave. You know, the emotional attachment that you get to the characters and the growth and changes that you see and the characters you wind up hating. Oh my gosh, I want to punch that guy in the face, man. You know, and just the <laughs> the story that it tells are, it, I mean, it, honestly, it's better than 90% of like Hollywood blockbuster movies. It's the true art form of video games, just perfected. Great storytelling all the way through. There's a lot of people in our Discord server that say it's so boring and they can't play it. And I don't understand that. I, I can't I, even like Because grasp you're not that. making yeah. it what the, you want to make it at that point. I I understand it's not GTA. The, I understand the argument, right? But it's a flawed argument because you're approaching it in the wrong way at that point. I love gameplay. And yes, I'll say that the gameplay in Red Dead is not, you know, it's not the top notch but it's like you play this game like you want to play it if you want to go trudge through snow and go hunting and fishing and just live in that world you can do that and if that's what you have fun doing then have fun doing it because that's what the game is don't force yourself 
into a path that you don't want and then go, well, I don't like this path I'm on. It, you are putting yourself on that path at that point. <laughs> you know, like, you can do anything in this yes, game. Go play exactly. poker for five hours if you want, yeah. you know, honestly, which, and so- which I'm not, a, I'm not happy to admit <laughs> I've done. I've been, I've been, lo- yeah. I've been playing poker or blackjack or whatever. And I look at the time in the morning and I'm like, Oh crap. It's like 1230 in the morning. I'm like, I should probably go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to anyone who doesn't get the opening hour or two hours that are in the snow, it serves a purpose to the story. You have to know how desperate this gang is and why they're willing to go to the ends of the earth to follow Dutch. They're that desperate and they have to cling to their little maid family. And I get that. It, it adds to the experience and the action comes a little bit later. Yes, in the beginning, you're hunting for food because people are starving. But that plays into why your group operates the way it does. So it, it's not like it's pointless. They're not trying to make the beginning boring. You just got to get through it. And you meet one of the most beautiful characters ever of all time, Sadie Adler. Oh, yeah. I love oh Sadie. Her story is awesome. Her story is so awesome. She get her whole her husband and her family just all get destroyed right, by this right, bandit. All right, all right, all right, fine. We'll, we'll cut it. We'll cut it. A Sorry, poor guys. helpless woman who turns into the best bounty hunter yes. ever is ever. awesome. <laughs> all right. Red Dead 2. I love it, Ryan. Great pick. All right. The one that I am coming up with for number one, I think is going to surprise Josh. Ooh. Ooh. But I think once you think about it, it'll make a lot of sense. The base game actually came out in 2014, but I played it, didn't like it, did not care for it at all. Then in 2019, they released a new mode that is nothing at all like the base game. It is, for all intents and purposes, a standalone game. And I still ignored it because I did not like the base game. Then it hit our friend group in 2021. And I think every single person in our real life friend Discord server was playing it on a daily basis, Hearthstone's or Hearthstone Battlegrounds. Yeah. I guess what I've been playing a lot lately, Paul. Have you been playing really, Battlegrounds I or le- just Hearthstone? Legitimately, I've been playing Battlegrounds and Battlegrounds. And yeah. I play those two <laughs> exclusively. Yeah. So I I had zero interest in Hearthstone because it was largely pay to win. You had to buy decks or grind for eternity just to earn them. It didn't interest me at all. Battlegrounds I loved because everyone's on equal footing. It's like a deck builder game, right? And so everyone's on equal footing. You just hop in with a group of eight. It's kind of like Battle Royale mixed with a card game. I love the auto battler tactics. I love being able to put taunt on guys. And am I going to use like swipes and AOE? And do I have to worry about shields? You know, am I going to bring in an unstable ghoul in the very last round to counter all these dragon shields? You know, stuff like that. The only thing I will say is when you care too much about your SR, it's very easy to start hating That's where you can go wrong. Yeah. I searched our Discord, Josh, for Battlegrounds, and I found about 15 messages where you and I literally, the only thing we say is, I hate Battlegrounds. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the only thing we typed. But if you ask us any day, we're going to say, it's a fantastic game. We love it. Uh, It will feel at times like the RNG gods are out to get you, and you'll start to get a little stale. I'll get salty. it's a game I always come back to. I'll give it up for six months and then I'll come back to it later. They they do change the game a lot, which is, I think, both a pro and a con. Every time I come back to Battlegrounds, I have to relearn all the strategies because they're all different. If I tried to play the way I played a year ago, I'm going to get destroyed. So, um, yeah, 
and it's also fun to watch streamers. Like I got fully into that more than any other game. I got into watching battleground streamers, of course, like Creparian, Dog, Slissa. I loved hearing them process why they would do the things they did and then improve my skill. I, I love Battlegrounds. Great game. Yeah, I keep going back to it. It's it's my favorite chill game. Um, if I'm eating a snack or just want to kind of kick my feet up on the desk and be able to, you know, lazily click my mouse from time to time, like it's it's honestly the perfect game for that. So I play it when I want to be slightly distracted um, and yeah. not have to pay a lot of attention. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a really good game. I, I, I didn't think I'd ever go back and then I, I did, and now I'm back in it again and it's fun all <laughs> over again. So it just tells you how much like longevity it has. Nice. Do you want to do some honorable mentions before your number one, Josh, or do you want to do your number one first? Um, we can do some honorable mentions real quick. Um, for sure. me, I had Hades, um, El- uh, you know, I mean, I-, I won't even say Elden Ring. Hogwarts Legacy was a big surprise hit. We just talked about that one and Ooh, yeah. recency bias. But man, I'm telling you, having played almost the entire game now, Remnant 2 is so freaking good, dude. And I love the fact that our <laughs> server has listened to me go off the rails on this. And then people have picked this game up solely based on, okay, Josh is going crazy. Let me see what this is. And then people go, dude, this game's great. And then I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so it's just, it's been the biggest surprise hit for me. I've seen a bunch of people. All of them are talking about Remnant 2 with Josh and I, I'm feeling a little left out. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's really that good, man. So, And like I said, I know it's recency bias on this, but you know how I felt about the first one. This game just does everything right. So for me, that's the honorable mentions. That makes a lot of sense. The one thing, Ryan, I will warn you, if Josh is really into a game, you got to join him right oh, away because in three weeks, he will be, oh, yeah. I'm never playing I'll, it again, and he's on to the next I'll game. Three weeks, See? he's already going to be on the Baldur's 3 tomorrow, like, yeah. so we're done. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. As much as I have been gushing about Remnant 2, I probably have seven days left before I probably don't touch it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like know? our buddy Brandon will always come in three weeks later like, oh, you guys are still playing it? I guess it's real. I'm going to go pick it up. And, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> Josh is going to be done that, within the next three bus. days. Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> uh, my honorable mentions, Super Mario Maker 2. Every Mario Maker game is so good. Um, Immortality is almost not a game, and a lot of people out there would hate it, but I absolutely love it. That's kind of like an interactive movie. Really, really well done. And just Weird West. I know that's kind of like my corner. I irrationally loved everything about that game. I love playing as different characters where all their stories interlink almost a little bit like Pulp Fiction or something yeah. like that. Um, that game really took me by surprise and I really love it. Normally, I'm not into games that have like uh, werewolves and, and things of that nature, but that one really worked for me. What about you, Ryan? You got any honorable mentions? Um, Yeah, I got uh, Tomb Raider, Star Wars, uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Release. Fallen Order was on my long list. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Uh, Division. I played a lot oh, of the yeah. Division. Division um, was great. That was awesome. Uh, Spider Man. <clears throat> Miles Morales. <laughs> Josh, someone are you listening? Uh-oh. Someone didn't play when they had my PlayStation. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <clears throat> Maybe a deep dive. Um, yeah, Halo Infinite. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's a few of them. But nice. All right, so here's my actual real top five best made games. 
I've got Red Dead 2 coming in first, then I've got Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Cyberpunk 2077, Disco Elysium, and God of War. Those are my top five. I think all those games are killer. I know not everyone loves all five, but uh, highly recommend all of those there. Yeah. All right, Josh. Um, I think uh, it's time. One more, oh, honor- yeah. one more honorable mention because we didn't mention it on anybody's, but Disco Elysium. Uh, we have a couple listeners that are talking about their playthrough on it, and it's it's just so good. And I love hearing people talking <laughs> about like, dude, I this game is really unique and amazing. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. My one piece of advice is don't save scum oh, until you it's want. your second playthrough. Uh, do I that. Do scum. that on your second. I just let scum. just. Let the first playthrough, if you fail a roll, it's okay. The game will still move forward. And on your second playthrough, do it to your heart's content. Right, That's that my understand. only advice. But somebody like yeah. me will probably never play it again. So, all right. My <laughs> number one um, is a game that changed my outlook on an entire genre. Uh, is a game that I picked up on a whim. I don't even remember why I picked this game up, to be honest with you. Uh, I played it. I went into it having zero clue what to expect. I had, I went into it not thinking I even liked this genre, um, but it opened up a whole new world for me <laughs> because it made me realize that I absolutely love exploration and I love survival and I love discovery. And that is a game called Subnautica. Came out in mm. 2018. We have not deep dove it on this show, but we have talked about it before. Um, I I loved everything about Subnautica with the exception of the I can't find this last piece that I need to progress and I had to spend two hours hunting around. It's so funny because my daughter played it on my recommendation and she hit that exact same wall. She was like, Dad, I can't find this piece and I'm getting really frustrated. I went, just keep looking. You will find it. And then this game just takes off, man. You know, uh, that's why I quit, right? I know. Exact same thing. I, it, I, had, I, had, I had to find one thing. And I yep. couldn't find it, and I, I gave up, and I quit. I don't know why it is that way, but man, I can't think of another game where it just blew my mind, where I thought, okay, this is it. Uh, you know, this is really neat. I've kind of made it to the end of this game, so to speak, or I've made it as low as I can go. I don't want to spoil anything, but, and then it's like, oh, wait a minute. This is just the beginning, and then you do Keeps it again. And then you go, this is surely got to be it. Okay, you got me the first time. And then it gets even bigger. And then you just go, what the heck? It's it's a finely crafted world. It's a finely crafted experience. It ends when it's supposed to end. And it made me realize that I absolutely love this entire genre of exploration, survival, discovery. So Subnautica for me, one of the most memorable games that I have played in a really long time and still sits up there for me as just one of the top games that I've played in recent memory how long is it like 15 hours it's like, shorter? Yeah, it's like 15 Somewhere hours i mean if you start really wandering around and getting into all the little audio logs and stuff like that it's probably a 20 hour game but it doesn't overstay its welcome either which is that's really not nice. bad yeah 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 that's the one that usually if i quit a game it's because i really hate it i was enjoying subnautica it just got to a point where i tried to look up guides I couldn't go anywhere and find what I needed. And after 45 minutes, I was like, I guess I'm just done. Like how, how many hours am I going to search for this one thing before I give up? So that's one that I might return to at some point. Cause I really did enjoy it. Yeah. So you're a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I joke all the time. I will beat bad games and just stick with them. Like for spoken, I played the whole game oh, and I beat it. Yeah. 
But then there are games like if I just get stuck like that and I literally can't finish the game, that drives me crazy because I am a completionist. Are I you familiar do it. with it at all, Ryan? Have you played it? Have you seen it? I, I have not, but uh, I'm interested to check it out. For yeah, sure. it's so good, man. I, it's a little bit of base building, a little bit yeah, of mystery. And I love the fact that it's like you're uh, the whole thing. You're underwater for the most part, but then it's like it gives you things that you wouldn't think you would get, you know. And I mean, the game's old at this point. It's not a major spoiler, but like at one point you build a submarine, and then okay. you're like, "There's no way this game is going to let me pilot the submarine." Next thing you know, you're yeah. tooling around in the submarine and you're like, really? You guys let me do this? And it's just, that's everything about Subnautica is where it's just like, you're really going to let me do this? Is this really going to happen? And it's, it's scary, man. Ask a lot of people, a game that is deceptively scary and Subnautica is up there, man. There are some freaky moments and scares in that game too. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got some thalassophobia over yeah. there, Ryan. Some fear of the ocean. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> all right well i think that wraps everything up so many good games in the last five years guys i'm really excited about the future of gaming i mean we got unreal engine 5 we've got ai all these things are just going to improve gaming moving forward i i can't wait to see what we get here in the next five years we want to say thank you to everyone for listening to the episode as a reminder make sure to go check out multiplayersquad.com to see patreon support options and then we'll have our next episode ready for you all this thursday when we cover gaming news until then, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See you, everybody.